Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Just then a teacher of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you shall live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, He passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, And took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go. And do likewise. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. And at this time I invite all the young and young at heart forward for a special message.
Will you pray with me? <clears throat> Teach us in your ways, O oh God, your ways of justice, of peace, and of mercy. May your word be close to us in our mouth and on our hearts for us to observe, to grow, and to share with a world that needs to know your presence. Strengthen us in all these things, in all the things of our hearts, which we lift before you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live in a world that is not too keen on showing mercy. From political debates to reality shows to conversations about women's soccer celebrations. People climbing on top of blast furnaces and ruining a family's plans for the weekend. Our daily feed and our daily conversation is filled with, with cutthroat critiques and stories of manipulation and greed and exploitation. And all of those things, all of those things color our perception of the world and of the people that we encounter. 
such an observation makes it easy to see everything glass half empty and walk away with the conviction that we ourselves should show no mercy because we know that no one will give us the same courtesy. And in many ways, in many ways our perception is everything. It influences our understanding of history, of the things that make us who we are today. Our perception influences the way that we think that the world works and our opinion on everything from our government to our favorite sports teams to the people who live across the street from us. We have our own perception of good and evil, of right and wrong. We even have our own perception of who God is and and what God does for us and the mission that God calls us to participate in as part of the church. But there are also moments in our life when we find ourselves caught off guard by our own presumptions, our own perceptions of the world. Because the world meets us face to face with something that shakes us to our core and turns the table on the way that we see things, causing us to question everything that we thought we ever knew. That's what happened to this teacher of the law. Who asked Jesus, some may say a simple question. His perception of Jesus was uh, that he was a great teacher. He's one who had authority and understanding. He's one who has something to share with the world. Jesus' reputation has preceded him throughout the countryside as he's worked miracles And this lawyer, wanting to find out just who this Jesus character really is, asks a question that will determine if Jesus is really worthy of his reputation. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And we know the rest of the exchange, right? We just heard it. The lawyer gives the greatest commandment. Jesus affirms the lawyer's response. He gives an appeal. To accredit himself in Jesus' eyes. And the all too telling question, who is my neighbor? The parable of the Good Samaritan is one of the most well known in all the Gospels. We have laws on the books intended to protect Good Samaritans from prosecution. And surveys show that among people who have no connection to the faith, a large percentage of them know this teaching from Jesus. It's also speculated that it was a popular story during Jesus' time as well. The lawyer hearing this story would immediately make assumptions about how it would end because he possibly heard it many times throughout his life. It would be familiar to him that a priest and a Levite, the caretakers of the worship, traditions, and teachings of Israel, would both pass by this beaten traveler. The expected outcome is that a a bar mitzvah, a good son or daughter of the covenant, a faithful Jew who understood the law's importance and its practical application, would be the one who stops to help. 
But as Jesus often does, he shatters preconceived notions of righteousness and neighborliness by revealing that the hero of the story is not a faithful Jewish child of the commandments, but a Samaritan. One of uh, my mentors, a pastor and a professor of religion, once said that in the days of Jesus, Israelites would never speak of Samaritans without including a few racial slurs and a lot of colorful language. Samaritans were considered to be the worst of the worst. Outcasts, outlaws, lowlifes, you name it. Which of these three do you think was more of a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The lawyer can't even simply say it was the Samaritan. But only seems to manage the one who showed mercy. It's incomprehensible for him to admit that the Samaritan is the true neighbor. The one who is so hated is the one who will inherit eternal life. What this parable shows us is that the one who shows mercy, the one who gives of themselves regardless of who they are, who shows compassion to others regardless of where they're from, who offers mercy... Who offers mercy regardless of how the world views them. That person is the one who truly loves the Lord with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Simply because they love their neighbor as themselves. In a world that doesn't seem to advocate for showing mercy, Jesus underscores God's work of forgiveness, compassion, and healing as the markers for a faithful member, an heir of eternal life. And so we ask ourselves the question, I'm sure regularly, what must we do to inherit these things? We know that Jesus has already secured our destiny through his resurrection and sealed us in the promise of eternal life through the gift of baptism. And we trust in it, knowing that we can never do anything to earn it for ourselves But also knowing that to live into that inheritance, to show the world that God lives through us in Jesus, we know that we're called to share in God's mission of showing mercy and compassion to this world that is so desperately in need of it. Because to show compassion and mercy is to participate in God's love, God's healing, and God's desire for all creation. To care for our neighbors, to to show love to those who are in need, is to share God's presence with the world. We don't know at the end of this day if this traveler who was beaten was a Jew or a Samaritan or a Gentile. We don't know who he was or where he came from. But what we do know is that the same compassion and love of God the Samaritan stopped to show to him in giving him aid is the same compassion that Jesus has shown to us in coming to give us aid to show us what mercy looks like to mend our wounds to bring us into fellowship with neighbors who are called to love us and support us in our time of need to bring us into the presence of something that is holy 
and sacred. And so when we hear these familiar stories of travelers and priests, of Levites and Samaritans, it's easy to perceive ourselves taking on particular roles in the story. We all hope to be the Samaritan, fearing that from time to time we're the Levite or the priest, praying that we may be for someone the innkeeper, trying our hardest not to be thieves and bandits, but feeling at times that we may actually be the traveler, beaten and stranded along the side of a road, wishing that someone would stop just to lend a hand. somewhat easy to look around us and see an overwhelming amount of opportunities to show mercy to a neighbor. There's an ongoing conversation in our country about detention centers holding a vast number of people captive whose only recorded crime is that they wanted to make their lives better for themselves and for their families. Locally, there are countless agencies And stories available to us that speak to the truth that our neighbors, our neighbors are in need of some mercy and freedom from cycles of addiction and despair and abuse. And that can be overwhelming. But I also want to highlight that many of you are already caretakers of family members. Parents, spouses, children, extended family and friends. And in that work, a work that goes unseen by so many, I want you to know that you aren't just fulfilling an obligation. You're sharing and showing mercy in a way that many have outright refused. Take heart that through you and through your work, God's love is being shown to this world and changing the world's perception about who God is and what God does for us. The world that we live in may not be one where we find mercy very often, but we know deep down that everyone needs it, including ourselves. Everyone needs mercy, everyone needs healing, everyone needs God's justice through the peace of the Holy Spirit. And everyone needs the church to be their neighbor as we live and breathe in this world. Leave this place today trusting that in Jesus we have received true mercy from God. That we've been forgiven when we don't deserve it. That we're protected when we deny that we need it. And we're freed from the evils of this world in such a way that we can begin to call our enemies neighbor and friend. Know that in Jesus we have more than just a good Samaritan. But a Savior who loves us and would go to a cross to show it. As we leave this place in Christ today, we pray for the travelers of this world. We pray for those who would wish evil upon their neighbor. And we pray for those who ignore the plight of the oppressed and the afflicted. We pray for those who have the gifts 
and the resources to tend to the wounds of others. And we look to Jesus, who shows us all mercy and compassion beyond comprehension, and who teaches us to go and do likewise. Amen.